Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And Devin's wrong about liking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Actually, it's mostly just you. No, I think there are plenty of other fans who are really not into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and find it a cheap way to cash in using Marvel property names while providing a show that is low quality as opposed to better endeavors that they've done like Daredevil. One of those has a very different budget. Is it the one that's on a national broadcasting network that does like 20 plus episodes? Yes, has much smaller budget than Daredevil would have. That doesn't make sense. Netflix throws all the money because Netflix is like, yeah, whatever. I just don't care for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'll probably end up watching it because podcast people make me, but I'm not excited. They're the people who have to primarily get people to care about the Inhumans more than they should. No one should have to care about the Inhumans unless they want to. Yeah. This week on Multiversal Q... We get to read more of Luke's crappy book called The Exiles. And guess what? Both these story arcs sucked. And you know why they suck, Devin? Because you decided we should read it. No, no. Chuck Austin. Explain. Once upon a time, there was a writer named Chuck Austin who started off doing uh, a lot of independent books. And he got really popular really, really fast. Uh, Marvel eventually gave him the reins to all of the X books, and he did some very unpopular things, like turning Nightcrawler into an actual devil, having Angel have sex with a 19-year-old while he's a 30-something-year-old guy in the air above the uh, mom of the woman he's having sex with, and lots of other really bad storylines. Eventually, there was such a large fan backlash that he was pretty much chased out of comic making for the most part. I'll link to uh, Chris Sims' article on Chuck Austin, but uh, this run of Exiles takes place while he was still popular, and so... Uh, yeah, that that's the big reason why it's not good. Uh, we are going to be getting back to Judd Winnick in a few weeks, but then we'll have some more Chuck Austin arcs in between until we finally get to Tony Bedard's run who pretty much finishes up the series until Chris Claremont comes on. Ooh. But yeah, no, these are like the absolute hardest parts of like all of Exiles. It it it's not good. It's not good at all. Nope. Uh Chuck Austin really does not do a good job keeping the characters in the same positions they had been. He undoes a lot of stuff. He introduces a new character who pretty much her role is messing up everything. And he also ties it into his really shitty run on X-Men. But we'll get to our first story arc, which is issues 26 and 27 called Hard Choices, which was written by Chuck Austin with pencils by Clayton Henry. Uh, inks by Mark Morales, Transparency Digital did the colors, and Paul Tatrone did the letters. And I do actually, for the most part, like Clayton Henry's art. I mean, it's very stylistic, but it it, it feels good for the team. It, it's just he's given some really bad stuff to draw. Yeah. And so here the Exiles are sent to a world where their mission is to make sure the Avengers die. It turns out that the Heroes for Hire in this universe is a big business that, like, owns the Avengers and possibly other superhero teams. 
Uh, Japan needed their help to stop the classic X-Men and Luke Cage villain Moses Magnum. But Japan, I guess, didn't want to pay $5 billion to get the Avengers. And since Iron Fist, Danny Rand was in a bad mood, he let Moses Magnum destroy Japan. Uh, he felt bad about it. Uh, but because the Avengers were actually supposed to go over there and die, the Exiles have to go and make sure that the Avengers die now to get the universe back on track. And now, who is the Exiles? Or who are the Exiles? Well, you got a few characters such as Sasquatch, Sunfire, Nocturne, Mimic, Morph, and Magic, our most recent addition to the team. And uh, Magic, for those of you who don't know her, uh, is the sister of Colossus. Uh, she also gets shunted into hell where she is trained as a demon sorceress for a few years. And when she comes back, she has something called the Soul Sword, which is uh, essentially a piece of her soul turned into a weapon. Yep. Which makes something that happens in the second arc stupid as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Exiles are all pretty unhappy about having to kill the Avengers except for Ileana. Snowflake, who is ready to kill all of the Avengers. And the team really doesn't want her to. And so they decide, as always, to split off into two groups, which they actually point out how they always split off into two groups. And it's like, way to break the fourth wall. Or, well, way to be context aware. Yep. So the uh, first group is Mimic who can mimic the powers of up to five uh, mutants or people with powers. Sasquatch, who turns into a giant white Sasquatch. Uh, and Ilyana, who are going to try and stop Moses Magnum. And then Sunfire, who has heat powers. Nocturne, who is the daughter of Scarlet Witch and Nightcrawler, who can possess people, uh, use hex bolt type things, and possess people. Yeah. And Nocturne, who can possess people and use something she calls hex bolts, and then Morph, who can transform into stuff and use the comedic relief. And, and its other power is also to be a whining little bitch all the damn time. Yeah. And uh, they're going to try and save people. Ileana uh, breaks away from her group, saying that she's going to talk to the Avengers and let them know what's going on, leaving her group. So Ileana sees the Avengers flying in, and the Avengers are Iron Fist, Luke Cage, who is Power Man, Mac Gargan, who is the Scorpion, Black Widow, Black Knight, who has a magical sword, and Colossus. And Colossus is like, is that Ileana? And all of a sudden, she uses her soul sword to chop through the plane, which ends up pretty much instantly killing Black Widow. Scorpion is left to bleed out, and to the survivor, she explains what she's there to do. She wants yeah. to get home by finishing missions, even if it means killing Colossus. Because, you know, she's kind of horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, At the same time, I thought this was actually the one part of the book that was the only part I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because she, it's always, for the most part, we've had like more of like the goody-goody two-shoes types of people. 
Yeah, and here she's throwing a wrench into that by being more than happy to kill people to get the missions done. Yeah, she's and, more of a Weapon X type character. And they remark on that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Mimic and Sasquatch find that Moses Magnum had actually taken his army to attack the survivors of Japan, and everyone just keeps referring to the Japanese people like they're animals. Like, yeah. you could replace every time they say Japanese with pandas, and it would make sort of more sense if Japan was filled with pandas. But it's like, they're going to wipe out the Japanese, and it's not like, it, 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 it's awkward. Yep, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, Morph, Sunfire, and Nocturne are trying to save the victims, and Morph loses all of his character development, and he starts hitting on Sunfire while they're around all of these like dead and dying people, and it's like the Perry Bible Fellowship strip that I'm going to uh, link over to you. It'll be over yeah. on the website along with the image gallery. I mean, it's like totally inappropriate. It's like. Morph is carrying a dead body, and uh, he's like, Hey, Sunfire, you know how I'm uh, doing really good things? How about we have sex now? He's like, Okay, maybe if you look like Spider-Woman. It's it's horrible. Well, if you watch the new season of the series of Scream Queens, some of the characters, the dead bodies, that's a thing for them. I don't have time for TV, Devin. Oh, that's your problem. Uh, so, uh, they end up running into Moses Magnum's weird army where he's partners with Namorita, who is pretty much female Namor, part of the Agents of Atlas normally. No. See, that's the problem. There's like two different characters, and I don't understand what the difference between the two of them are. Oh, wait. Oh, Namorita, wait. Namorita, and then there's also Namora. Namorita was, uh... Supposedly they're different characters, but I can't actually yeah. tell what the difference really is. Uh, Namorita was part of the, uh, New Warriors. But they pretty much have the same powers. Okay. And, uh, so they end up fighting as Mimic and Sasquatch get back. Meanwhile, Colossus is like, Snowflake! And then he just kills Luke Cage. Uh, because he wants to help Eliana with her mission, and I guess he's a whole lot more zen about everything. Yeah, that, and then, uh, that, did, that part didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like a really fast flip, because, I mean, I was getting yeah, some... Yeah, uh, your sister, but it's also not, dude. Yeah, and I mean, I'm getting some vibes that's like, Colossus and Iron Fist maybe had some sort of relationship going on. Oh, I didn't gather that, but... I, I I ship them. I ship them now. Okay. And uh, so Iron Fist just brutally punches him, which is going to kill Colossus when he leaves his metal form. And then uh, Colossus kills uh, Iron Fist, so the only one left alive is Black Knight. Uh, meanwhile, Sunfire, Nocturne, and Morph end up in the alternate Sunfire's house, where they see her dead body. And uh, Morph tries to hit on Sunfire again, and she's like, Dude! No! Now it's not alright, because I see my alternate dead body over here. And uh, meanwhile, Sasquatch and Mimic are continuing to fight. Moses Magnum says the dumbest thing, where he's like, Now you'll see why my mother called me Moses. As he opens up a giant 
crevasse of the earth. And it's like, no, you are not doing that with water. Yep. You're also not freeing the Israelites. It's, it, it, it's stupid. And then everyone starts to teleport away. What? He could be. No. Maybe the Japanese have them down there in this universe. You don't know. We didn't learn all these things that Chuck Austin had a surprise in store for us. And then everyone starts to teleport away as we cut to Ileana standing over the Black Knight's dead body. Yep. So, Devin. So, it would never have worked out, though, between Danny and Colossus in this universe, Luke, because we clearly saw in the beginning of the first issue his only one true love is to the donuts. Yes, those donuts that changed the course of history. Basically, Luke Cage hadn't been stuffing his face and eating the last donut. Yep. It's just like that Simpsons episode. Yep. So, Devin, remember when I did that episode on Mutant X? Yes. Now it's relevant. Now it's relevant as we get into our second arc, Unnatural Instincts. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, our uh, second story is Unnatural Instincts, which is by the exact same team. And it starts with the party being sent back to sort of the nowhere space where the uh, time broker is waiting to meet them and to tell them about their next mission. So there's a whole bunch of, like, really stupid bullshit. The important thing is that Havoc uh, ended up blowing up the Nexus of All Realities during Mutant X, and then he became the Nexus of All Realities. And the evil version of Havoc from that universe who had temporarily been displaced when 616 Havoc went into that world is going to take over Havoc, who has now returned to the 616, and he's going to start murdering people. So did it Chuck is... Chuck Austin do Mutant X too, Luke? No, Chuck Austin did not do Mutant X. Oh, okay. And it, it's really weird because we never actually got the idea that Mutant X Havoc was actually evil. So it's like, oh, okay, so all of a sudden this guy is going to start murdering people even though he was regarded as one of the best superheroes in the world who just happened to cheat and uh, philander around. Uh, okay. There's also some stuff about like the Time Broker going through other universes and killing Havocs, but that's never really referenced again. Oh, okay. That's good. It's good to know. Yep. So the X-Men team at the time... Consists of Havoc, Angel, Iceman, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Juggernaut, Husk, who is Paige Guthrie. She is the sister of uh, Cannonball. She sheds her skin, and like she may shed her skin, and underneath is like wood or metal or something else. And she's 19 at the time. Uh, Angel is somewhere in his 30s, and they're in a relationship together, and they have sex in the sky, and god damn it, Chuck Austin. Uh, around this time, there's also some kids at the uh, school, since it is the Xavier uh, Institute for Higher Learning. And one of them is Nicholas, who eventually becomes Wolf Boy, and he is a Wolf Boy. And then there's Carter, whose mom, Annie, uh, is Havoc's current girlfriend. And Carter never really shows up after Chuck Austin's run. And uh, Wolf Boy and uh, 
Harder are having a game of football with Havoc. Uh, Wolf Boy gets really upset. Uh, he attacks Havoc and pretty much disembowels him. Yeah. And so he gets rushed into the infirmary where they're trying to save him. And that's when the exiles show up. Uh, Havoc turns into Evil Havoc, who I guess has a scar on his face. And uh, the team uh, works to try and get all the kids out because they know or they have a feeling that Havoc's going to try and kill the kids. But in the ensuing battle, Carter gets hurt. So they end up splitting into three groups. Uh, one group is going to try and find uh, Nicholas, who ran away after he had attacked Havoc, which consists of Wolverine, Husk, and Morph. Uh, the second team uh, is going to try and find Angel, who has healing blood, which will save Carter. And that consists of Sunfire and Magic. And the rest of the people stay behind to simultaneously try and hold off Havoc. The team finds Wolfboy, who is surrounded by a bunch of mutant wolves. Or, well, they're mutants who end up looking like wolves. And they are a group called the Dominant Species. And they are led by, named Maximus Lobo. 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 Bring back Wolfman Lobo. Like, I was trying to figure out more about these guys. Because they are not only not the only mutant people who are also wolf group in the Marvel Universe, but they are like one of the most forgettable ones. Yeah, before. Yeah, they pretty much disappeared after this because they are garbage characters, and Chuck Austin lost like pretty much all the stuff that he put in, except for turning Nightcrawler into a goddamn fucking demon. Yep. I'm going to have to put the explicit marker on this one. Yeah. For sure. For uh, once, it's your fault. No, it's Chuck Austin's fault. He made me do this. Lobo also looks like a skunk. And they also have, like, giant crotches, even though they don't have dicks, which is really weird. Same thing happened in the new Fantastic Four movie. Uh, but yeah, it's like a page into the fight with the Wolfman, and Paige is already completely nude because of course she is. And also, I, I think Wolf Cup is sort of hypnotized by the Wolfman. It's not really clear. Uh, back at the Xavier... Wolf, Wolf Kid just sucks. That yeah, he... Sucks. Like, this does not make... This does not sit well for how we judge the 616. And uh, back at the Xavier Institute... Sasquatch and Colossus are fighting Havoc. Uh, Nightcrawler is staring out watching the fight before uh, Juggernaut, Nocturne, Annie, and Carter burst in. Uh, Havoc is just about to kill Mimic, so Nocturne tries to possess him, but his body is too full of people, so she's unable to. But this allows uh, good Havoc to temporarily return, as uh, Nocturne explains that she's sending... Uh, the rest of the team to the hospital, but then he's like, oh no, now he knows it. And then Evil Havoc returns. Uh, Iceman and Angel are pretty much approached by Magic, who is like, I need your blood, Angel, and I'll take it. Whether you're willing to give it to me, or whether I have to use my sword. It, it It's super dumb. Like, yep. It's like the one person who messes with role-playing games except 
well, I guess here magic isn't teleporting past all of the defenses that you've made and messing with the sentinels and, you know, the other things that you had done when you played magic in that role-playing game, Devin. Yep. And I just transported people to Limbo and kind of just left them there. Yeah. And uh, they end up... Uh, uh, Iceman and Angel pretty much just knock out magic. And Sunfire is like, oh yeah, I'm cool with that. And she explains the situation because they, because she didn't threaten the two of them with a sword. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Wolf Boy feels bad since the wolves have pretty much killed his friends. Wolverine's knocked out. Paige has been taken away, and Mimic has er, and Morph has literally been ripped into pieces. And so the dominant species decides to go after the rest of the school, despite Wolf Boy being like, "Oh, but they were the only people who took me in," and they're like, "Screw that! We're the." Dominant Species! Would you listen to a band called Maximus Lobo and the Dominant Species? No. Okay. Not if I know what this is from. Uh, they immediately run into Juggernaut, who is driving, like, a a compact car, which is pretty hilarious. Because he fits in the car, for one thing. And, uh, so they, like, flip over the car... Uh, Nightcrawler teleports everyone except for Juggernaut away. And uh, Havoc also shows up because of course he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mimic and Sasquatch go with Wolfboy and they find that Morph is actually able to put himself back together. And they also bring back the whole thing about Morph being able to fly for no apparent reason. And uh, meanwhile, Annie and Nightcrawler... Uh, get Carter to the hospital, but they're told to wait outside because they look different and look like mutants, even though Annie is not actually a mutant. Yeah, yeah, she, this part got really confusing. Yeah, she's just got blue hair. Gotta have the blue hair. And, uh... Dirty mutant. Meanwhile, Havoc and the Dominant Species are continuing to fight. Uh, Juggernaut gets back up, and Morph, Nocturne, Sasquatch, and Mimic find their way back to the fight. Like, Wolverine's getting up, and Havoc just ends up blasting away Juggernaut before finding Paige knocked out on the ground and pretty much being like, oh, I know some things I'm going to do with you. And it's like, seriously? Seriously, Chuck Austin? Why? Uh, Angel comes in and smashes Havoc in the face because he's a 30-year-old dating that 19-year-old, and only he gets to touch her. And uh, Iceman freezes Havoc as everyone sort of argues, uh, except for Ilyana, who is still missing. Uh, They're debating whether or not they want to kill Havoc, but Havoc breaks free as the entire team is, like, struggling to keep him down. Nocturne suddenly comes up with the idea that maybe she should try and possess him again, but at faster speeds. And so she has Juggernaut Fastball Special Hurt, which... Banishes evil havoc into negative space, so he is destroyed by the time broker. And the but mission. Did, this didn't make sense. It was like, how did she? How did it work again this time? Because she came at him faster. Because when I was reading that, the only thing I could think of was classic Simpsons moment. I tried the coat hanger again. I don't understand why we only try ideas once. Well, the way that I see it is that she came in at a faster force. So I guess it would have been able to push out Evil Havoc. I thought she was fastballed specialed into him the first time. No, the first time she just, like, dove towards him. Oh. 
I mean, there's a big difference between, like, even running up and being tossed by the juggernaut. I guess. Uh, and so they are given a four-day vacation. Nightcrawler finds out that he boned Scarlet Witch in another universe to give, uh, so he would have, uh, Nocturne as his daughter, and he's like, oh, maybe I should do that. Morph and Sunfire make up. And everyone is sort of happy, except for Ilyana, who wants to get her sword back. Uh, and Angel's like, no. And she's like, give it. He's like, no. And then Ilyana's like, okay. And then she makes a new sword, which is really, really dumb, because that's her soul sword. It is literally a portion of her soul that she's leaving behind with Angel. And I have no idea if this becomes, like, relevant to the X-Men, but it's like, you don't just give away soul swords to at least Angel. You only give them to Kitty Pride, and that's pretty much it. Well, and you steal part of Pixie's soul so that you can make a new one. Oh, well, that's further in X-Men than I am. Oh, yeah. So next time on Exiles, we'll be dealing with Vampire. Oh, wait, 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 no, there, there's one little question that happens at the end. Oh, yeah. Are we supposed to take it that the... Time Broker is evil? Yeah, it's not really clear. That's some of the Chuck Austin shitty stuff. I mean, we are going to start getting more into who the Time Broker is in the next few arcs. Okay. But uh, the next arc, we're going to be back with Judd Winnick until number 38. And then the team shift for a while before Tony Bedard takes over. The next time, we got vampires to deal with, Devin. Vampires! Vampires! And so now let's go to Trials of the Multiverse. This week we have three universes to put on the list. The first one is 98, 91, 92, which is the Hard Choices universe. Or Ileana Kills Avengers. Yep. Uh, how are you feeling about this one? Top half or bottom half? Bottom half, story sucked ass. Uh, I did like the idea of there being a corporate Avengers. I did too, but then the rest of it just went to shit, so. Yeah. Uh, so then, third quarter or fourth quarter? Mm, third quarter. Yeah. It's not horrible, but. No. I mean, there yeah. it sort of fell apart pretty quickly. I'm sort of looking at the uh, Doom versus Namor. Or Really Evil Professor X? Yeah. Like, I definitely like it more than Really Evil Professor X. Yeah, yeah. So, do we want to put it right under Doom vs. Namor? Yes. Okay, so our new number 62 is... Hard... Choices... Liliana kills... Killed Avengers. Do we really want to put the next one on? The one where uh, Mimic killed the Juggernaut to save every citizen in Russia from being eaten? Yes. Yes. What? Oh, yeah. No, that was one of the things that they just, like, casually tossed aside and mentioned, but it has a numbered universe. Oh, then yeah, we should do that one. Yeah, so Mimic killed the Juggernaut to save every citizen in Russia. So, uh, where do we want to put that one? I like that one. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Put that high. 
<laughs> I love our very pointless rule system. Do we like it more or less than Hulk versus Alpha Flight? I like it more than Hulk versus Alpha Flight. Uh, I don't I think, think even though the Russians didn't get eaten by the Juggernaut, that would have still been an amusing place. Yeah. Uh, what about Wolverine had adamantium teeth? Better than. Uh, Keith Richards leading the Fantastic Four? No, I like Keith Richards better. Okay, so we will put it at our new number 53 spot. Juggernaut tried to eat Russia. And the last one that we had to put on is Earth-616, based completely on what came across in this issue. Let's put it last. You really think that it's worse than Spidey, Spidey Baby? Maybe it is. I don't think it's that bad. Maybe, maybe we'll just have to wait until uh, we read some more 616 stuff to put it on the list. That's what I was thinking. It was just like, maybe we just shouldn't put the 616 since we're not really even covering 616 books. Yeah, but I mean, eventually, I, I think it would make sense if we did put it on. Uh, so, coming up next week, we are not going to be doing what we had previously announced. Flashpoint, because Luke didn't want to read all of it. Well, because there's a lot to read. Yeah. So instead, we're going to be doing... Gotham by Gaslight. Yes, Gotham by Gaslight, Steampunk's Batmans. Also coming up later this month is our Halloween Spooktacular. It will be guest-filled, it will be ghost-filled, it will be candy-filled, it will be cream-filled, it will be full of so much fright and delight that you will die of shock. It'll be spooktacular, we'll meet spooks, maybe some kooks. And maybe some books? Yeah. That's a ghost book. That's true. Multiversal Q and our very fancy Trials of the Multiverse chart, along with the image galleries for... This film's in front of a live studio audience. And the image galleries for every episode can be found at multiversalq.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and a lot of other social medias. Uh, you can find Devin on Twitter at, at FredoFett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. You can find Luke at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And if you enjoy the show and want to support us, please take a moment and consider donating to our Patreon campaign. We will see you next week for our 30th episode. Peace. Peace.